Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everyone. It's Dory. Uh, so in order to support our show, we'll need the help of some great advertisers. And in order to find those great advertisers, we need to learn a little bit more about you. So please go to podsurvey.com slash adventure and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little better. And we can show advertisers just how great our listeners are. Oh, even if you've taken a podcast listener survey before, this one is specific to our show, so we really need you to take it too. Plus, once you've completed the survey, you can enter to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash adventure, A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E. Honey, I don't think that's the part they wanted us to spell. Oh. <laughs> Podsurvey, P-O-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y dot com slash adventure. <sighs> Thanks for your help. Seriously, if you take the survey. It really helps us out. If you see me on the street and you say, hey, I took that survey, I'll give you $5. Ooh. 
but only if you see me in the street. And you have to be specific to this survey, not a later survey. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. What show is this? This is B. Oh, I wish it was. Hello, I'm Scott Mosier. <laughs> Did I sound like him? Uh, you know, I don't even want to open my eyes. I just want to imagine Scott's here with me again. Aw, your one true love. Yep. Nope, this is Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. It sure is. And I'm Dory Shafrier. I'm Matt Myra. We've never said our, have we ever said our last names? Yeah. We do that. We've done it. Uh, it's well, a thing we have done. Didn't feel natural. <sighs> well. Dory right. kept her last name. I did. And I have yet to change mine. That's true. Bo has your last name. That's true. Um, what about these embryos? They have your last name. Cool. Yeah. That's what kind of people we are. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone. It's episode 21. Uh, We're in our early 20s. This podcast can drink. Hell yeah. Still can't rent a car. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the legal age to buy cigarettes now is 21 in a lot of states. Is that true? In New York, it is. Mm. I think it is in California now, too. Well, you know. I think cigarettes are great, and uh, I wish everyone could buy them all the time. Take that back. Why would I take that back? That's gross. I know. Ew. What? Anyway, it's been a week. It's been an excellent week. What? Don't look at me like you... Whatever. What? You're looking at me like I've said that for the first time. First of all, you thought of the name. Uh-huh. Second of all, why can't I say that? Because has it been an excellent week? It's been full of eggs. That's true. But I was like bloated and in pain most of the week. Me too. No, you weren't. But for different reasons. What reasons? I'm not eating right. Oh, well, that's on you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Last week, I had just done my egg retrieval. People don't know how many eggs we got. I know. Well, they know how many eggs we got. They don't know how many fertilized. That's true. And they don't know how many embryos we got. And if well, any. that's what you meant. Um, how long should we drag this out for? I don't know. If we call this episode results, so many people will listen. <laughs> yeah, people love results. That's true. Results part two. Mm. No, this wouldn't be the results. The results would be whenever we got to the stage where we are transferring, doing the transfer. Yep, yeah, the post two week wait. Anyway, guys. We got, uh, we have eight out of nine fertilized. Yes. So we got 13 eggs. Nine of them were mature. Mm -hmm. Eight of those fertilized. Yep. Um, and then, which I was like pretty psyched about Mm -hmm. because that's the most, uh, that's the best fertilized to mature ratio that we've ever had. It, Yeah. And then on day three, we still had seven that were going, which amazing, which was amazing. And also they were like really high quality. They were, uh, they want them to be between four and eight cells on day three. And we had three that were eight and two that were at seven, 
I believe was the, were the numbers, which, which were like the highest cell counts we'd had on day three. So like day three, I was feeling pretty good. Yeah. Then. But you were still bloated. So you weren't feeling that. I was still bloated, like super bloated. Um, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, and then day five rolled around and they were like two of your embryos made it to blastocyst and we biopsied and froze them. And that again, best day five results we'd ever gotten because first two rounds, we got one on day five and then we got the rest on day six. Mm. So I was like, cool. We got two on day five. Great. Mm -hmm. And then day six, they were like, you got three more embryos Uh for a total of five. Uh huh. That is officially our best result so far. Should we have put out a trigger warning? Why? If anyone can't get embryos. All we do are get embryos here. Uh, People know our story. (laughs) I think Uh, they're still being genetically tested. So who knows? We usually come back with maybe one that's good. They were like, you have two more, but we don't think they're going to make it. And then today we found out they didn't make it. So we got five, which I am super psyched about and cautiously optimistic that we'll have a normie as they say that's the dream we yep. hope we get the you know that's this is again there's so many phases and there's stages so many to this stages. this is just like stage three of 19 i had a bunch of friends text me and be like so what's next like when like basically like when do you get to be pregnant and it's like oh my god there's so many <laughs> there's just so many steps mm. from now until then it's like uh i just don't i don't even know if they're genetically normal yet <laughs> you know <laughs> like right we don't alone, we have no idea let alone will they be transferred to my uterus and let alone will, will they, they take take and then will the pregnancy last I mean, it's just like will they be born and then will we take them to play mini golf at our new mini golf course we're starting yeah so we started doing date nights on saturday nights and even though every Saturday night, guys, swing by for date night. Wait, you want people to swing by for date night? It's supposed to be just us. Oh, that's why we leave Bo at home. Mm, that's true. So last night, I was like, I'm tired, and I was like, Come on, it's date night. And then he just wanted to drive around because that's what he likes to do. True. And I like to have a destination. I like no destination. So I said, hey, why don't we go to that mini golf place, like right off the 405 and the 101 um, that we tried to go to that one time and it was too crowded, so we couldn't go. And I was like, okay. So we drove there and guess what? It was too crowded. (laughs) It's impossible to park at. This time we actually found a parking space right outside. So we were like, score. Um, and then we made our way through like the arcade of hell. Yeah, like, a lot of just ticket games now at arcades. I, I feel like there's rarely like it's video games are a lost art in an arcade. Yeah, it's a lot of like try to win tickets. Yeah, and then we finally make it to the mini golf counter, and they were like, "We're not letting any more people play tonight. We're at capacity." Yeah, I was like, "At capacity," and I was like, "What is this Disneyland?" And I was like. <sighs> That's what I said. Yeah. But it was fun, you know, to go see it 
see what was doing. It did look like a great mini golf course. There was even a line at the batting cages. I know. It was a really hopping night outside. If you're listening to us in a colder climate, I'm sorry. Yeah. So anyway, so I was like, we should open a mini golf course. Clearly, there is a need here. Yeah, there seems to be a need for inexpensive family entertainment in Los Angeles. So underservice. You know, if anyone wants to, so if you'd like to go in on that with us, donate to our Kickstarter. <laughs> uh, mini Matt golf Dory's course. Excellent mini golf course. Mini golf course. Please do. Every hole will be another stage of IVF. Mm-hmm. Oh God! <laughs> that the balls horrible. will be egg shaped. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's that's what happened last night. Um. But yeah, I was not feeling good all week. In fact, I would say today, one week later, is the first day that I've felt like pretty much normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the longest you've been feeling like this. Yeah. Of all the times that we've had it. Yeah. I mean, the first couple of times I really felt fine, like right away. Mm-hmm. And this time, I don't know what it was. It just like got to me i was super bloated and i was like then i had like a pain in my left side and seema i kept emailing seema being like is this normal and she was like yes totally normal please rest and i was like fine and uh you wanted it to be abnormal no i i guess i wanted her to be like we like i don't know just seemed like if there was a way to fix it that was more um immediately satisfying and like just rest and let it yeah and like let your body get over it i was drinking a lot of gatorade people said to drink gatorade Mm -hmm. um and i was people said to eat salty foods because that was supposed to help i don't know if it helped that seems like that would just make you more bloated i know it's counterintuitive but that's what is on the internet it's like this is counterintuitive but after your egg retrieval you should eat salty foods and because you need to like replace all your electrolytes there's a lot of stuff on the internet, including videos that prove the earth is flat. What? Yeah. Oh, boy. This changes everything. If you believe that, stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't know. It was, um, it was, it was a week. Mm-hmm. Matt worked a lot. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. I like to work. And then you like to complain about how hard you're working. Yeah. But then if you're not working a lot, you complain about not working. Not working. It's it's a vicious cycle. It is. There is no happy medium. Hmm. Hmm. You should talk about that in therapy. Um we we got plenty to talk about. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that like number 17 on the list? No. Work is probably number one on the list, honestly. And my constant desire to always work. What do you think that's about? Um, I don't know. I have a hyper responsibility, as they say, and as, as my therapist says, yeah, I got to take care of me. The thing I've been having to do since I was a wee lad. Mm. I said, you know what? I don't want to be a burden on my parents like my other siblings. 
Let me get out of town. <laughs> do you think you have trouble asking for help? Yes, I do. Yeah. I don't think I do. I know I do. Yeah. I don't like to ask anyone anything. I see that. I don't like to disturb anybody. I know. I don't even like to ask our listeners to do a survey, which would be very helpful for us. I know. I had to read it. I know, because I didn't want to do it. I know. Anyway. It's, it's hard being Matt. It is. It's very tough being me. I mean, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but it's tough. Yeah. We also had a training session with Bo yesterday. We did. We took Bo outside and trying to get his leash behavior a little more. Behaviored. Behaviored, yeah. He had a good good session. Yeah. Sleepy day. We had a good couple of walks. I took him out just now and he was he was okay. There were a lot of people out and about. I yeah, that it the seemed like a very nicer. active situation. It was there. very active. It was like everywhere I turned, there were booby traps. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, got across the street. Oh, got across back to the other side of the street. Oh, yeah. got to avoid this person. It was like. Yeah, you feel like you're playing paper boy. Yeah, it was like everywhere I went, I was just like, oh, my God. And then I, br- I brought with me like a full handful of treats and I was out by the time. No, you need to see a little canister thing right there from his stocking stuffer. Yeah. Fill that up. Take I had that at least that many, I'm telling you. I bet you didn't. No, I did. You're giving him too much then. <sighs> well, it was my first time with the new method. Well. So, you know. But you know what? He was really good about staying on one side. Yes, he was. Which is new. He, like, I mean, well, that's I mean, new he from gets yesterday. to just wander wherever he wants yeah. to go, usually. Right. And now we're like, no, you have to stay on this side. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's funny with Bo. It's like, once you tell him exactly what to do, he, he usually does it. No. He still doesn't come when he's called. Yeah, we got to work on that, though. But we never really tried to train him to do that. But that's like his number one, like, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want thing. To not come when he's called? Yeah. He's like, ha ha. Um, yeah. I took him to the park this morning and I had to like entice him out of the park with treats. Yesterday he didn't want to leave the park either. Even though he was like not doing That's anything. exactly what happened to me this morning. He was just like do 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 but he was like, Nope, I'm not gonna leave. Isn't it like heartbreaking when you walk away from him into the dog park and he's not paying attention and then like his little face when he's looking for you? It's so sad. It is. He's like, Where'd they go? Where'd they go? Yeah. Where'd they go? And Where, then oh, you no. say his name and he's like Oh, you can like see him visibly. Like. And he smiles and yeah. runs at you. Yeah. Aww. It's the saddest thing ever. It is. Watching Bo lose us. I know. It just, I mean, I don't think he would ever like deliberately run away from us. No. He couldn't handle it. No. He can't support himself out there. No, he's not self-sufficient like mm. you. No, neither am I. Mm. <sighs> well, now that we got us out of the way. Let's get our listeners out of the way. In a segment I like to call, what's this mean? It's email. Okay. What? We we heard from a lot of people about um, last week's episode. Why is that? About the friend stuff. Friend stuff. Oh, dealing with friends. Maris who, and Daphne. Ma- yeah, the Maris and Daphne. Yeah. 
I heard from quite a few listeners who were like, thank you for laying it down. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I just, I still, I can't wrap my head around how you gals feel. Yeah, I know. You think it's like a slot machine. I do think it's like a slot machine. Yeah. We're like, I really want to win on a slot machine. Yeah. But I'm not mad at the old lady next to me who it's hits. Not, it's not like that. Um, Did anyone back me up on the slot machine thing? <laughs> uh, I'm going to read a couple emails related to the Maris and Daphne Sitch. Okay. Because I thought actually our our listeners also had some good insights. That, Recap if that you I weren't here with us on. last week. Uh, emailer emailed and to stay anonymous named the two people in the story Maris and Daphne after some characters in Frasier. Uh, really talking about the jealousy that a person going through IVF feels when someone who's not going through IVF gets pregnant accidentally or without much effort. Yeah, and, and then, how it was like splitting their friend group apart. The dynamic just, yeah. Um, and my advice was to be a good friend to Daphne and see what she needs and not give her shit if and when she decides to come back to the friend group and don't guilt trip her and also if you're going through this yourself sometimes you just have to be selfish and set boundaries and be like no i i'm sorry i can't hang out with you baby maker Good anyway advice. thank you uh okay here we go um oops this is from jessica Hi, Dorian Matt. I don't usually write or call into podcasts, but after listening to episode 20, I was having all the feels and had to pull over and stop the podcast so I could email you guys and let you know how much I was loving the episode and could relate so, so much to what Dory was saying in response to the two girls' emails and loved her advice. I was actually exclaiming out loud in agreement while driving. So geeky. What did she say about the slot machine thing? No comment. Oh. We've been on our infertility journey for over a year and we're starting our first IVF cycle this month. I struggled a lot with jealousy and anger towards those who simply just get pregnant and barely have to try and just keep popping out babies. I wish I had the inner peace and comfort you seem to have when it comes to not being jealous, but unfortunately it hasn't come very easy for me. Woe is infertility. What are you doing? I don't have a toothpick. I'd like one. So I'm using these stamps. Ew. I wish you hadn't asked on the podcast what I was doing. I'm finally starting to not beat myself up or mentally berate others who have lovely families and easy pregnancies. I just keep telling myself that just because pregnancy and family comes easy to them doesn't mean that everything else did or does and that everyone has their own struggles and failures. I know it sounds horrible, but I say to myself... Maybe their marriage isn't great or their relationship with their parents sucks, or maybe they're struggling to pay bills or jealous of something going on in my life. I know this sounds petty, but it's true. We don't really know what's going on in others' lives except what we see or are told. And I also try and tell myself that just because we're going through this shithole that is infertility doesn't mean our lives suck. It's made me take a closer look at my own life and find all the good things to be happy and grateful for. We've actually grown closer as a couple, learning a lot about each other and appreciating what we do have. At 31, we have our own house, successful careers, families that love us, and two amazing dogs who drive us bonkers. So I always try to go back to those good things I do have and also remember that when we do finally have a baby, the love and appreciation we will have for it will be 10,000 times more than those who spontaneously look at their wives and babies pop out. 
Phew, so sorry I didn't expect it to be that long, but I just wanted to express my gratitude for you both and your podcast and hope my thoughts on the ugliness that is fertility jealousy can help someone out there. Jessica. Now, honey, are you okay? Because she's 31 and has a house. <sighs> Pretty jealous. Yeah. Yeah. I know that gets you. It does. It really gets you going. But she probably doesn't live in LA. Maybe she does. Oh, no. Yeah. <gasps> she probably spent 3.8 on her house. Oh, my God. That's a lot. Two crazy dogs. You got to have somewhere to put them. That's true. Um, no, but I, I, I like that. I like this email. It's like, you know, it, it, it is good to just kind of keep things in perspective. Even when you're going through a lot of shit. Um, and then this next email was also related to um, our discussion last week from Megan. Mm-hmm. And she says, focusing on negative or jealous feelings about Maris and her pregnancy is not helpful or, to or healthy for Daphne. If anything, it could make the IVF process more difficult and stressful. Perhaps Madison should encourage Daphne to focus on herself in a more positive way. It is okay for Daphne and Maris not to not be friends, but the healthier solution for Daphne, Maris, and the group is to focus on how to be supportive of each individual and not the dynamics within the group. If these are true and deep friendships, things will solidify again in time. Thanks for the podcast. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I thought that was nice. Um, and then we had a related email from a listener who wanted some advice about, um, an issue she's been having at work. Oh yeah. If you want to read it. Um, I put my glasses on. Oh, do you want me to read it? I got it. Okay. It's this first one. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas 
donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, Matt and Dory. I look forward to your show every week. It's like hanging out with my friends who are going through something similar to me. Hoping to get advice. I'm dealing with a recurrent pregnancy loss, two miscarriages in six months. I'm 33 years old, and I had some uterine septum removed. I had a uterine septum removed two years ago, and it looks like they didn't get it all. So I had a second hysteroscopy to remove the residual septum. After a battery of tests that showed no other issues, my doc says I'm good to go. I'm doubtful, as that's what he said after the initial septum removal, so I'm getting a second opinion especially since I've known how four uterine surgeries, hysteroscopy DNC, DNA, and hysteroscopy, uh, I feel like uh, I need the second all clear. Anyway, two weeks away from my first due date, and we are cleared to start trying again now. So, I'm a mess of various thoughts and emotions, but hopeful to try again. Well, I got a call last week from one of my direct reports. It turns out she is pregnant and couldn't wait to tell me. Although she's only six weeks, wildly early to be telling your boss. Oh. I run a portion of the marketing department of a global company, and she's my second hand. This put me in a tailspin. I'm mourning the loss of the first baby and with the due date so soon and ready to start trying again. But now that I have this info, is it irresponsible of me? We would both be out at the same time as part of... Oh, my God. For part of the time. You can't worry about work right now. You gotta worry about you. I'm so happy for her, but more sad for myself. It is probably immature of me, but I don't want to talk about her pregnancy or hear about it, etc. By the way. I want to offer advice for your listeners. My first miscarriage happened while my husband and I were on our dream vacation in Europe. We saved for two years and couldn't wait. We found out about the pregnancy a month before the trip and got the all clear to continue on with our plans. I'm not going to tell people not to go on vacation, but think about what you will do should the worst happen and you are thousands of miles away from a family or your doctors. I had to take a private air ambulance plane to get from an island to a major city and dealing with the medical profession that don't speak the same languages as me. If you do travel, take out travel insurance. We did not pay a penny for our over $12,000 in medical costs. Wow. 
and got a partial refund for the portion of the trip we missed since we came home immediately after we were cleared to fly. Also, bring up-to-date copies of all your medical records so the local team can hit the ground running and support you in supporting you. Hope this is helpful and could help someone else avoid the hopelessness that we felt uh, in what turned into a complete nightmare of a vacation. Also looking forward to advice on the work situation. Whoa. A lot to unpack there. Yeah. I didn't know people actually bought that uh, travel insurance thing. Apparently, if you do and you're pregnant, it's a good idea. Well, I mean, we're learning a lot today. Yeah. I hadn't even, I hadn't thought about Wait, that. So if I buy it, but I'm not pregnant, I'm paying for her to have this. <laughs> I see. What I you don't mean. understand how this, you're telling me. I mean, let me tell you how insurance That works. I pay for something and put it into this big pot of money. Yeah. Uh-huh. But someone else could use that money. Yep. Isn't that crazy? If something goes wrong with them. Yep. But I still get to pay. And if I, something goes wrong with me, I can use that. Yeah, you can. Oh, that's weird. Hmm. Mm. Interesting how insurance works. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you can't worry about your work situation. No, I, I, in terms of like worrying that you're going to be on maternity leave at the same time, I, you know, I, did you say exactly where you are in the process? Oh, you're two weeks away. Oh, and you're cleared to start trying again now. Um, I mean, first of all, I don't know how much maternity leave your company gives, but if she's already six weeks along, she's six weeks ahead of you. Yeah. And she's going to be, she's going to be what, eight, at least probably eight weeks ahead of you. So you'd probably only have like a month of overlap and that's assuming you got pregnant like right this second. So, you know, I, I just don't think it's something to be worried about also it's a bridge to cross when you get to it exactly because you may never get to that bridge of you both being off at the same time yeah and if you do get to that bridge congratulations you're having a baby yeah and don't 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 give yourself the added stress of like worrying about this I, i think just think like i know a lot of my advice lately is boiling down to like just think about yourself but like just think about yourself Dory's very selfish on this podcast. I'm so selfish. Um, I, I mean, I think most women are like, feel so guilty about being selfish. But like, even if you tell them to be a little bit selfish, they are like one tenth as selfish as like a real selfish person is. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's how I feel. I get it. You know what I think it's time for? What is it time for? I think it's time for a voicemail. I disagree. What? Really? Uh, I don't know. Why not? You want to you wanna read one more email? Sure. Okay. But I took my glasses off. Oh, okay. I can play a voicemail. What a dummy. I'll, I'll play a voicemail. It's fine. Ready? Is it, ha- oh, is it happening? Yeah. Here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. Um, I emailed y'all last week. I found your podcast about three weeks ago. Um, I'm a single mother by choice, used a sperm donor, had to do IVF. My sister had a stillborn baby born in the middle of all of that. Um, and then uh, my child, uh, twin A, I pregnant with twins, um, ended up needing medical intervention at 28 weeks. She was one pound. She let, weighed less than a Coke bottle, uh, was able to survive, and now she's home and healthy. 
And um, I'm going to confess, I skipped some of your podcasts to get to the current one, <laughs> but I went back and listened today to the one about the two dads. And as far as the doctor thing, the rudest thing that ever happened to me, and trust me, I've been to a lot of doctors, mm-hmm. was my sister's stillborn child was directly caused due to negligence of um, the doctor. And uh, she had a double placental abruption due to high blood pressure, which he knew about and sent her home. I got pregnant with my twins like two months later. I went ahead and went back in just because I wanted to know what he was going to say. He didn't even show up for the appointment. They sent a nurse practitioner in to run my new patient interview um, for this pregnancy. And... uh then just said, we're sending you to a specialist. And when the specialist called me, I said, no, I've switched doctors. I found a wonderful OBGYN who I love. And the nurse then called me, the head of the office, a week later and goes, why did you switch doctors? I was like, I don't know. Why wouldn't I have switched doctors? So I thought y'all might get a little chunk, a little <laughs> laugh out of that. Um, there are good doctors in the world. When my daughter was diagnosed with severe medical problems at 24 weeks pregnant, my new OBGYN literally came every single day for six weeks, sat on the sofa with me in the hospital and watched TLC, My 600-pound life, and talked to me just to make sure I was in good spirits. And he left his home in the middle of the night on a Sunday to come deliver my kid via C-section because my baby was in distress. So there are good doctors. You just have to find them. As far as my first OBGYN, he sucked. So, all right. Y'all have a great day. And good luck. I'm wishing and hoping for you in this week's retrieval. I know you just had it. Uh-huh. And I hope you get good numbers. Bye. We did. We got pretty decent numbers. Wow. I love that. It's like this intense story. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I love how somehow in that story we worked in the fact that you're watching My 600-Pound Life at the hospital on a couch. With your doctor. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There was a lot there. A lot to unpack. Yeah. I'm happy that your twin A is uh, doing all right. Yeah. That's a... That's, that's a that's and I'm happy that story. you're happy that you have a doctor now that you like. Yeah, because that's really important. And you're right. There are good doctors out there. Was your doctor, like, hitting on you? Because, like, what's he doing swinging around watching TV with you? He's like, oh, single mom. Here we go. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Wow. I can't (laughs) believe that was where your mind went. Well, I just, like, I can't, like, I can get, like, hanging around. But you're saying the 600-pound life Popping in for 10 minutes. It's a big, it's a timely commitment. I feel like that show is an hour long. Oh, it might be. So. Yeah. All right. Good point. I guess she didn't really have a question, so we don't really have anything to discuss. <laughs> That's true. You did just deliver us a story. Yeah. It's from Patrick. Uh, Dear Matt and Dory, thank you for sharing this podcast with everyone each week. While I don't have any IF- IVF issues in my life, it is wonderful to hear how you two are handling it in such an open way and being so supportive of one another. I'm getting married this August, and your podcast has been a great example of maintaining a healthy marriage through unexpected difficulties. The key there, guys, is date night on Saturdays, followed by a podcast on Sundays. What? What? 
Started listening as a fan of Matt from Nerdist, James Bonding, Talk Salad, etc., whose journey from the Apple Store to today has been particularly inspiring to me. Aww. When Nerdist started, I was in a tough spot. Listening each week was entertaining and inspiring. I felt encouraged to put myself out there more and ended up working and publishing at Random House in no small part from that inspiration. That's awesome. It's one of the reasons that when my company was working with National Geographic on positioning Buzz Aldrin's mission to Mars in the book, uh, in the book market, I told their sales team and publicity team about Nerdist and encouraged them to pursue getting Buzz on the show. It happened. That's so cool. Not only was it good for the book, but I knew how much it would mean to Matt and hoped uh, to help make it happen. You were pretty psyched when that happened. It was very psyched when that happened. He signed... Where is it? He signed my book. I have a signed copy, not of Mission to Mars, but of his other book. He has many books. He's very prolific. Uh, I also wanted to say it's great to hear you encouraging people to pre-order Dory's novel. Pre-orders are super important to the success of a book. This is the best email I've ever gotten. I know. That's why we're reading it. All the pre-orders will count towards the first week of sales of a book. Once it goes on sale, thus make help make it a bestseller uh, in the New York Times and others, and feed sales momentum. It's also something that publishers can use to encourage other retailers who perhaps weren't planning to promote promote it or bring it in to pick up the book in higher quantities, all leading to the increased sales and readership. I hope to see it everywhere and can't wait to read it. Wishing you all the best, Patrick. I love that email. Patrick, great job on that. Yeah. Buzz was a good guy. Buzz came on the podcast and then he came on our BBC America show. Um, yeah. There's, that's weird. I've never watched that interview. Of really? Of me talking to Buzz Aldrin. Hmm. He seemed like a great guy. Yeah. I, you know, if you want to see Buzz at his best, you know, of course, the Gemini moonwalk, uh, not the moonwalk, but the... Um, spacewalk that he does um wait can we can we just say one more thing about the pre-orders yes we can absolutely um i'd just like to remind everyone to please pre-order start up a novel here's the deal guys we are cranking out this podcast weekly devoting a lot of our time to it so if we start asking you for things i'm sorry but that's how i feel like this relationship is reciprocal (laughs) <laughs> we put out a podcast you pre-order dory's book i i was also thinking like, or do a survey yeah it's awesome i mean look we appreciate anything you guys do um but you know if you have a bookstore in your town that maybe you haven't been to in a while why don't you swing by that bookstore and just be be like hey guys i want to pre-order this book and talk to the bookstore people they're probably pretty cool it's true I love bookstores. There you go. You can also now, I think my book is now available on most library websites. You can actually put a hold on it, which is another cool thing you can do to support the book. Wow. Honey. Yeah. It's all happening. It's all happening. And Dory will be on the Nerdist podcast. Yeah. In April. You'll be able to hear. I think it's coming out the day my book comes out. There you go. April 25th. My wife. We'll be on the podcast. And if I can't make it, that'll be pretty funny. You better be able to make it. What if I can't? What would you be doing? Well, You're work. On hiatus. Well, now I might work during hiatus. Uh, you know how much I love work. I do. How would you say this? 
name. I want to say Ronit. Ronit. It's Israeli. Ronit? Ronit. Ronit. This is from Ronit. Okay. I'm Matt and Dory. My name is Ronit, and I'm from Philadelphia. I've been listening to your podcast for a while, and I'd like to say thank you for your honesty and humor during a process that can oftentimes be completely stressful and exhausting. My husband and I have gone through two unsuccessful rounds of IVF. Welcome. And they're about to transfer our last embryo. After listening to your after listening to your episode where you discuss switching doctors, we decided to do the same. Nice. Our new doctor suspects I have dumb eggs and my husband has old sperm. Oh, wow. what a twist. <laughs> Even though I'm 30 and my husband is 33. If for some reason this transfer doesn't take, we would be on to round numero three. That's us. We also, we're just doing that right now. Since our insurance doesn't cover IVF, we really need to decide how much more we can do before moving on to something else. My question to you is the following. Would you consider embryo adoption before considering adoption? And would you want to try using either donor egg or donor sperm first? That way the child is biologically connected to either of you. Any suggestions, insight would help, as all of our friends are super fertile and we have no IVF experience. My husband and I wish you both so much luck with your next round and are always rooting for you. P.S. Dory, you have the most soothing voice ever. Sending love and shit. And a sh- sending love and a shit ton of baby dust. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, Ronit. Oh, thanks, Ronit. Um... I should do one. You know what I should do? I should, should do one do? of those bedtime stories podcasts. Why don't you? Those are super popular. Are they? Yeah. Oh, why don't you do one? Go ahead. You can record it right here. Oh, I should. What a dream. Yeah. So let's talk about her questions. Yeah. She wants to know, would we consider embryo adoption before considering regular adoption? So here's my thought on that. It, for Look, I've, I've not actually looked into either of them, mm-hmm. but... In terms of logistics, embryo adoption seems cheaper and easier. Uh, it does seem cheaper. Easier, I don't know. You'd save yourself a pregnancy. Yeah, but like some people, it takes them like years to adopt. Yeah. I don't know. You were shaking your head. I was like, oh my God, are you actually considering this embryo adoption situation? I feel like there are children that are born that probably need us. Wait, now we're considering adoption? Uh, we're saying if this doesn't work, we go through as many rounds as we're willing to go through. We're not there yet. Right. There's got to be... Listen, Bo was adopted. Yeah, Bo was Bo is also a dog. Uh-huh. But Bo needed us. Bo did need us. He's not, he doesn't even care that we're saying his name repeatedly. Is he sleeping? Yeah. You know... I, I I maintain that like I don't know if he was going through like a growth spurt or like his adolescence or something, but there was like a period of like three or four weeks where he was such a brat, and he seems to have grown out of it. What are you talking about? Remember the there was that period when he would just like whine all the time. Like we would take him out for a walk, and he would immediately start whining to go out again. You know, it was rainy. It could have been a whole number of things. Maybe he wasn't getting enough exercise. Yeah, he wasn't moving enough. Yeah. 
I just think that a growth spurt is a weird thing. <laughs> well, not really a growth spurt. I think he's fully grown. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you've said before you don't want to use donor sperm. I have said that. Do you still feel that way? No. Yeah, I would use donor eggs. I don't know. I mean, we're not at that scenario yet. And yeah. it sounds like you guys might be edging there a bit closer than us. So I'm not opposed to any of these scenarios. Yeah, me neither. Could they take some convincing? Sure. Um, but we've never been in a situation where a doctor has said to us, look, guys, you really need to start thinking about donor eggs or donor sperm. That has not yet happened. Correct. So, you know, knock on wood, we're like in, we're, we're hopefully going to get some good embryos out of this round. Yeah. Um, I would like some more updates on you guys and the fact that your eggs are dumb and your husband's sperm is old. Yeah, what, do, what do you mean that your eggs are dumb? That's a great question. Does she mean she has like diminished ovarian reserve? I don't know what that means. Yeah, me either. Should we play another voicemail? Sure. Okay. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm going to play. Hang in there, Remy, and update us. I'm going to play this one. Hi, this is Yukari. Um, calling from Dennis, California. Um, this is more a thank you for doing your podcast. I've been really encouraged. Today I found out, um, after our first chapter of IVF that it didn't go well, but luckily we have some embryos frozen. So we are going to try again. Um, thanks so much. I've just found a lot of similarities. Um, I'm a journalist. I write about technology. I live in LA. And you guys did, I think, two cycles to um, retrieve eggs so that you have extra embryos. We did the same things, and um, it's just been really encouraging. So thank you so much. And I wish you the best of luck. Bye. We wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Although you live on Venice, in Venice, so you're already doing better than us. Oh, is that what she said? I think so. Okay. I think she's in Venice. She's I walked the ocean. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Head up. We know what it's like. Yeah. We've been there in that exact scenario. And it's not a fun day. No, not at but all. But there are many more days ahead of that. There are. There are many more days. So many days. Um, days when you could just like get in your car and go to Vegas. Wait, what? I mean, I'm just saying like, you want to forget about it for a little while. Right. Mm. Hmm. But, uh, I mean, should they be our friends? They sound like us. Yeah. What's your husband do Write in and tell us. Okay. And then I'll decide if we should be friends. (laughs) Uh, no, but thank you. That was a very sweet, uh, voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. My name is Blake, and I started listening because Matt mentioned it on the Nerdist podcast, and I'm a podcast addict. 
Then there's a cat face. Oh. Uh, this really doesn't have much to do with IVF per se, but kind of in the same category, kind of. Me, 27, fiance, 25, met on Instagram. LOL. Randomly saw her and I commented, breathtaking. And she slid right into my DMs. And now we're totally in love and you believe in that soulmate kind of thing. And we're in a rough patch at the moment. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get to the rough patch, yeah, can we just talk for a second about the Instagram meeting? What about it? I'm just like, I guess this is how people meet. That's you know, I, that's how that's how people hook up in this day and age. She's, I mean, I'm a big fan of 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 you know sliding into DMs. I used to do it all the time. Ew. What? Ew. Why are you ewing? It's. I mean, you didn't meet your soulmate by sliding into DMs. No, but I met my soulmate by DMing her. No, you messaged me on Tinder. Same thing. It's a direct message to someone on a social media app. It's, uh, uh, yeah. uh, you didn't like see me on Twitter and be like, yo, girl, what's up? No, I didn't. You would also say, you would never say, yo, girl, what's up? You don't know that. Is that how you slid into people's DMs? I would do all kinds of sliding. And no, that's not what I would do. I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. You, they were going through a rough patch. That's where you left off. Uh, let me just uh, steer the train back out of digression junction and into the body of this email. They're in a rough patch at the moment. She has a kid from a previous relationship, but that guy has been a lifelong shithead, and the little boy is already four and calls me daddy instead of him. Yikes! Uh, now, here's the thing. If you knew me even a little, you'd know there's nothing I have wanted in life more than to have a kid of my own, and you know all the experiences from day one, belly rubs, doctor visits, late night snack runs, etc., I was confused by the late night snack runs. I'm confused by what kind of a father you are. Sounds like you're like just a cool dude. Uh, We have been talking about trying to have a kid together. And as I flip this stapled paper over. Conveniently stapled so you know what page you're on. All right. That's one word. Uh, And giving Lil Monk a baby brother or sister. Now, this is where M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong jumped into our life and threw in the biggest twist I have ever lived through and found out she has cervical cancer and some of it is pretty far along now from what I understand. This is a pretty big hit on us, but more her because she knew that this changes everything. I used to think this would be a deal breaker, But the more I've thought about it, the more I hate myself for even thinking that. Here's my question. Here's where it comes in. Honey, you ready for this question? I'm ready. Is it possible for me to play myself into thinking this is okay and this is the way I am supposed to be? Can I actually go through life without regretting staying with her? Hang on. Let me unpack the way that sentence was structured. What? I think he's saying if he doesn't stay with her, could he go through life without, without regretting, regretting it? it? Okay. 
I'm back on board because I love both of them with all my heart and more. Uh, and I want to be there through everything. I feel beyond selfish for even thinking of myself in this situation. My heart is broken, and I literally cry all the time over this. I just don't know what to do. If it's true that she'll never be able to have another kid, I would love some advice from y'all. Sincerely, just a good old Cajun boy from the bottom of Louisiana. So... This was a very intense email. We've got a lot to unpack here, Blake. Um, we've been saying that for every. Uh, there's, you know. a, I mean, I know. I picked, just full I picked of, some. I just, picked some doozies. They're this just week. full of intense adventure, situations. roller coasters, ups and downs, so, ins and outs. Okay, so I'll tell you, bro. You love her, then you love her. Don't fucking walk out. That's all. That's that's it. Okay, that's like the tough love version of what I was about to say. All right, what are you going to say, honey? So when I first read this, I was like, what? You were thinking about leaving your girl, your fiancé with cervical cancer? Like, what a dick. And then I read it again, and I was like, oh, this guy is so scared and so sad that he's just like, he doesn't know what to do. He feels out of control of the situation, and he's like grasping at this thing of like, uh, but... What about our future kids? Because staring them in the face at the fact that his fiance has pretty far along cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. I think you need therapy. To like but what about out. Blake? Oh, I think Blake needs therapy. Blake, I think you should go to therapy and talk to someone about this situation because it's a lot to deal with and her kid and her dickhead x and like where you fit in and all of this but i think when it comes down to it like you need to be there for her and just don't think about the fact that you're not that you might not be able to have kids with her because you know what she probably feels really fucking guilty about that and don't make it worse yeah also like i mean if you love someone and they're going through something like this you stick around. You stick around. You can't imagine leaving. No. I mean, if you're looking for an excuse to jettison yourself from the situation, I mean, that's that's not it. And if you're looking to jettison yourself from the situation just because you can't handle it, you'd be surprised what you can handle. Yeah. I think that's smart. Mm-hmm. I think that you can handle a lot more than you think you can. Yeah. I mean, I've been through stuff where I'm just like, I don't, I don't even know how I'm still here. Like when you got run over by the golf cart? Um, not physical stuff, really. But yeah, sure. When I got run over by the golf cart. Okay. Uh, hang in there, Blake. And I'm wishing you yeah, Blake, and your fiance the you best guys. of luck. Um, write in again. If you really need an outlet. Go right ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll chillax over here, guys. It's from Megan. Hi, guys. Oh, this is, I should say this is a different Megan than the previous Megan. Okay. Yeah. I recently discovered your podcast through iTunes browsing and finally caught up. First, I wanted to say I'm sorry you guys are going through this, but wow, way to turn something painful into something positive and funny. Crossing all my fingers and toes, that latest retrieval leads to lots of happy embryos. Since Matt gets tons of nerdy Star Trek questions, 
These ones are just for Dory. Have you considered writing a book about your fertility journey? There's multiple questions, so I'm asking each one. Go. Um, you know, when we started it, I was like, no way. Um, and I, and I don't know that I would necessarily want to write about my fertility journey, but I feel like there is something about kind of doing the first, like going through all this and starting this podcast and like finding this whole community of people and all these like amazing supportive people and also hearing about all people's every story is so different. Like everyone has these crazy stories. No one's story is the same and families are made in so many millions of different ways. So I have been thinking lately, like maybe there is something there. So I don't know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. But in the meantime, you can pre-order her current book. Start up a novel. By Dory Chavrier. Pre-order it at Amazon today or wherever books are sold. Today it was only 17 bucks. The other day it was 13 And you know what? If you order it at $17 and then it later goes down in price before it comes out, you get it refunded. Price match guarantee. Yeah. From Amazon. Pretty cool. Ha- second question. Have you thought about starting a book club since you're such an avid reader? Megan, it's funny you are. <laughs> hang on. Follow up. I'm going to ask a question. Megan, are you Dory? <laughs> no. Okay. I can show you the I email. I need to be positive here. But that I didn't just make up this email? This would be a very... If I found out that you made up this... That would be so sad. So funny. Uh, um, no, I'm, I'm going I'm to show you the email. All right. Well, while you're showing the email, have you thought about starting a book club? Here, it's from Meg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say her last name because I don't know. Maybe she wants to keep her privacy, but yeah. Okay. See, it's real. All right. I mean, I would never come up with that name. You, well, you're very, you wrote a whole book full of names. Oh, no. I'm just saying, <laughs> have you ever Guys, thought about, <laughs> have you ever thought about starting a book club since you're such an avid reader? Okay. So it's funny. You asked that <laughs> Megan because Megan, not at all. Dory. Yeah. Not Dory Megan. Um, I have never successfully been in a book club. And I feel that this is a shortcoming of myself as a woman. <laughs> I feel like every woman has a fucking book club except for me. Why aren't you writing about this on your buzz? I was thinking about writing an essay about this. <laughs> because it's just like... Like, what the hell? I've tried to start book clubs. They, like, never really took off. Yeah. I've been I've been invited to book clubs that sort of died. Yeah. Um, you witnessed that. Yeah, I did witness the death um, of a book club. <laughs> happened right in this dinner. Oh, my God. It was horrible. I, I was supposed to, like, I was supposed to be hosting. And, like, seven or eight people in the book club said they were coming. And then the day of the book club, like one by one, they were all like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I stubbed my toe. I can't make it. And then one person showed up and then like an hour later, one other person showed up and like, it was fine, but I'd like bought all this food and 
I think Matt was like, oh my God, my wife is so sad and pathetic. Um, I just, I think Dory needs friends, guys. Oh my God. What? So she can read books about. I'm and just then... saying, I like, sometimes people mention their book clubs and I'm like, can they see how sad I am? If you're in a book club. <laughs> no, now everyone's going to be like, join my book club. Dory needs to be in a... <laughs> you're in the los angeles area uh you know within no i really don't want to 10 square miles of the center of hollywood it's too late i feel like i missed my window i think this is i think this is the point everyone already has their book clubs and i just like missed it and now i am sans book club forever but i would be happy to do like monthly excellent adventure book recommendations we used to do a thing called feed breeds oh yeah yeah so uh yeah i'll see scott in a <laughs> couple weeks i'll know about my sad book club life. yep <laughs> lastly are you going to live tweet your binge of season two of the crown <gasps> i mean i could i would be happy to oh my god you want to hear something kind of amazing so my grandfather, um, recently he had been living in Florida for m- many years and then my grandmother died last year and he couldn't really take care of himself and they put him in this like assisted living thing, but he's like 94 years old. So he really needed to be in like a nursing home. And my mom got him into a nursing home in Boston and apparently he like loves it and he's watching the crown. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, because when he was living at home, they, like they did not they didn't have the internet they didn't have netflix streaming so it's like oh he like has all these nice things now that he's in the nursing home with other old people i didn't even know that he had been moved to boston yeah he lives in um dedham now Mm. yeah we should visit him yeah we well we will in april there you go um thanks so much for the pod guys it's an awesome and important endeavor xo dory i mean megan I think we need to play another voicemail now. Oh, fine. You've been reading too many emails. Hi, Matt and Dory. Uh, this is Billy. I uh, I am enjoying the podcast very much, and I thought I'd call in and uh, ask you a quick question. Um, I know there's a limited amount of time here, so I'll, answer, I'll ask the question first, but... Uh, uh, I'm actually one of those random listeners that has nothing to do with IVF or, or you know, children or, or marriage in general. But um, I'm, I'm enjoying the podcast. It's really interesting to, to listen to. I'm wondering, um, uh, as you're raising a child, um, what, what are your ideas uh, if, if they aren't, um, if they're against your ideology? Basically, what I'm wondering is if, uh, if let's say you're an atheist, if your child wants to know more about religion, um, how would you handle something like that? Uh, I always think that, that raising a child has is, is a really interesting process. Uh, just like everything else, it's it's something that you need to really consider and take a lot of weight into. So, um, But anyways, I'm really enjoying the podcast. I'm a huge fan of Matt uh, from all of his other podcasts. Star Trek KNC has been amazing. Huh. Um, I'm really... Uh, hoping that feed comes back sometime, and uh, I just listened to the first the Nerdist episode with the sidekicks, which is oh. really fun. Matt, Thanks. me, and you have a lot in common. Um, 
we love comics, video games. We're both left-handed guitarists. Nice. Uh, although I'm sure you have some much more expensive guitars than me. But um, Quantity, I think just, not uh, quality. Uh, one quick thing uh, is uh, maybe look into purchasing a baritone ukulele. They have the same standard tuning of a guitar, uh, minus, of course, the the low strings, uh-huh. the two low strings. But um, uh, it, it works really well, especially considering that I've had to change my strings on every single guitar, which is kind of odd on an acoustic. But on a baritone ukulele with four strings and a straight bar, um, it, it works pretty well. So... Um, if you get into something like that, let me know, and uh, let's let's uh, just have a good day. And I appreciate all that you guys are doing, and uh, keep up the good work. And you know, good luck with everything with your IVF. And uh, I'm excited to hear more. All right, have a good day, guys. Thanks. Thanks, honey. Yes. I should probably get a baritone ukulele. I didn't even know that was a thing. I love a stringed instrument. Did you know that a baritone ukulele, is that like a ukulele bass? Well, it's a deeper register of ukulele, but he's saying it's standard tuning, which is odd because the ukulele has that dissonant string. That, um, sidebar. That second low string. Remember how last week I was like, viola, it's like the alto, and you were like, viola is the tenor. We heard from several people who told me that. You're right? Yes. Honey, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Granted, I think you wrote each of those emails as well. <laughs> Um, so then what is the soprano? The violin. The violin's a soprano? Yes. And the cello is the tenor. Well, then what's the baritone? I don't think there is a... Maybe there's a bass cello. Hmm. Anyway. Upright bass. Upright bass. Duh. Upright bass? Is... Yes. That's an upright an upright bass. It's not a cello. A cello is a different thing. Cello is the tenor. Upright bass is the bass. Oh. Yeah, See? you can play that with a string. Yeah. With a bow, rather. Upright bass. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, we should get one of those, too, as I get a baritone ukulele. I would love to play the upright bass. Okay. I'll get one. Okay. I just need to take some lessons. Why don't you play... Ba- There's a bass right there. No, that's a bass bass. I want to play an upright bass. There's a Fender P bass over there. I no. think you should try it out. I mean, I did always think if I played a like a guitar or bass, I would play bass. I'm just more of a bass person. You have tiny hands. No, I don't. I mean, granted, your hands are exactly the same size. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, they're like normal hands. Well, why don't you play some bass later? Uh, maybe I will. Um... Thanks for getting us off on the bass discussion. Uh, discussion. How will we raise our kids if they have different ideological beliefs than us? We'll probably I just send them to re-education camps. Honestly, I think curiosity is a good thing. Yeah. In in all walks of life. So, if our kid is like, I don't know about this Jew thing, Mom. I'll be like, well, son or daughter, why don't you go to Catholic school for a while? See how much you like that. <laughs> they'll be like running back to Judaism. Who knows what they'll do? That's true. Um, how much time do we have? We have time for one more email. Because then it's time for donors. Yeah. Donor kebabs. Daniela, you wrote an email that is so fucking long. It's incredible. And you're Canadian. We can save that for next time. That's what I think I'm going to do. We're going to kick it off with Daniela next week. Okay. 
That's cool. Daniela. Don't worry, we're reading your email next week. I mean, some of those emails have been on the document for a couple weeks. We gotta get through that, huh? I mean, we we get we get through stuff, but sometimes it takes a while. Here's one from Katie. Uh, I love these emails, by the way. These from Katie. Okay, go on. Hi, Matt and Dory. On episode 19, you received an email from a 17-year-old boy looking for a cute, nerdy girl. While I can only claim to be a nerdy girl, I would love to be in touch with Jake. Oh, my God. (laughs) As I am also a 17-year-old who has college on the horizon, I actually found out about the podcast through Matt's Twitter and have been a weekly listener since the beginning. Anyways, in regards to the podcast content, I attend a university online school because I didn't find regular brick-and-mortar schools to be challenging enough. As though, as both of you seem to be highly intelligent adults, will you? what will you do if your child is considering being homeschooled or seeking an alternative schooling method? Hugs and kisses to Bo, Katie, and then there's a follow-up. Hi, man, Dory. Sorry. Need to be absolutely correct. Uh... The need to be absolutely correct has gotten to me. I should have referred to the most recent episode as um, 19 instead of 20. No, 20 Wait. instead of 19. Uh, sorry, as episode 20 instead of 19. Also, I do have a Tumblr. See? I, I told you. All 17-year-olds have Tumblrs. Best. Katie. Uh, Katie, so, get at it. Yeah. I, I don't know what's happening here. This is, what do you mean? This podcast is turning into something very different. What? We're matchmaking now? Yeah, we're matchmaking 17-year-olds. This seems like we'd be legally bound to something. As I think guardian. in Mississippi, the legal age is like... 16? Where are they? Uh, I don't know where she is, but Jake's in Mississippi. Uh, will I be homeschooling children? I ain't got time for that shit. Yeah. Is my answer to that question. Me neither. Uh, we had a homeschooled, um, there was, I knew a homeschooled kid who was in school with us and then he was homeschooled. I think he turned out okay. I just want good social interactions. I didn't know any homeschooled kids growing up, but uh, a woman I work with was homeschooled and she is like one of the coolest people I know. So She probably had cool parents. She, I worry about socializing. I think she did have cool parents who made a real effort to like get her involved in activities i think it i mean it requires a level of effort on yeah the parents i think part. once you're like doing soccer and then doing yeah, like exactly. 4-h club and then but i think she also met a lot of other homeschool kids like on the internet i don't know what's happening yeah what, what world are we in mm. um dory is this a list of books from you Oh yeah. So, so this woman wrote in asking for some book recommendations and first I just responded to her over email. Cause I was like, I don't know if we're going to have time to get to your email. And then I was like, Oh, I should just put these in. Looks like we're going to get to the email. Uh, book time. Hi Dory and Matt. Hope your cycle is going well. I'm yet another 20 something who is not planning to have kids anytime soon, but still enjoys your podcast immensely. Dory. I've loved your writing for a while, especially when you publish BuzzFeed articles listing your recommendations for books based on a topic or the year. I'm going on vacation soon and stocking up on books uh, to bring. Already pre-ordered startup. And I was curious... Thank you. ...what your overall favorite books are. Would love to hear your recommendations in general. Thanks. Thinking of you both as you go through your cycle. And honey, would you like to read your lists of books? Yeah, so I, I actually didn't i misread this email and i 
thought she was asking for vacation books. So I gave her a list of vacation books. So I'm going to read this list of vacation books, <laughs> which I said. I didn't even know that was a genre. Um, yeah, it is a genre. Like beach reads. Oh. Like when I go on vacation, I want to read something that's like a page turner that I'm just going like to get lost in. Okay. So here's you read Sarah Vowell's Assassination Vacation. Here are some page turners that I have enjoyed in the last few years. Um, anything by Leanne Moriarty, but especially Big Little Lies, which you can watch on HBO now, and The Husband's Secret, Luckiest Girl Alive by Jessica Knoll, Everything I Never Told You by Celeste Ng, Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins, Gone Girl, I, I, I assume everyone has read Gone Girl, but I don't know, maybe you haven't, you should read it by, I think it's Gillian Flynn, mm-hmm. Where'd You Go Bernadette by Maria Semple. Uh, the Goldfinch by Donna Tart, and if you want a nonfiction book, I would recommend uh, Mindy Kaling's "Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me." It's a very enjoyable book of essays. Um, yeah. So those are my vacay reads. Um, you'd like a real good page turner. I mean, I, thematically, I see that that list is all comprised of female authors. So my page turner doesn't count okay what was your page turner uh yeah i really like the beatles biography i really no i really like juliet naked by nick hornby Mm. i like nick hornby too anyway anyway um all right well that about does it we just have some can you believe it guys we blew through that we have some donors don't forget to listen to the front end of this podcast where Dory asks you to take a survey so you can take a survey yeah please take a survey and Um, then people will be like oh my god i can't wait to listen to you guys talk about cool products that I might be interested in. Yeah, exactly, honey. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Um, and if you want to donate to us, you can do that too. Um, I, I recently uh, updated our website. So you can still go to DorianMatt.com, but it will redirect you to ExcellentAdventure.com. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a great place to go. Yeah. So, um, you can go there. There's, there's some like extra information on there. You can contact us there. Your donations paid for all of Dory's drugs during the last round. Yeah. Like it was pretty amazing. So thanks you guys. Um, I mean, she has better insurance. Not like you guys are like throwing a ton of money at us. I'm just saying, um, it paid for all the drugs. I know. Which was but your insurance is incredible. Amazing. Um, yeah, and you can join our Facebook group on there. There's links to the, to the Facebook group. You can also call us, 413-461-BABY. Mm-hmm. Um, email us, Dory and Matt at Gmail, Matt and Dory at Gmail. I also started a Twitter account but didn't um, tweet anything from it yet. Oh, that's good. It's called Excellent Pod. So Excellent was gone. Yeah. Who had that? I don't know. Was it just like a Twitter egg that loves Trump and Pepe the Frog? I don't remember, but it, but it was it was taken. Yeah. Right. And uh, Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure was too long. That's true. <laughs> um, and Excellent Adventure Pod was too long. So it's just Excellent Pod. Cool. You can follow us. Follow we'll, us. We'll Something start, might happen from there. We'll probably start tweeting from there at some point. Okay. Um, all right, honey. Yeah. This is the part of the program where I read names and you tell us what this person does 
or what were they like what they were like in high school i don't know exactly what i do i I just hear a name and i it's a fun it's more like a fun fact more like a fun fact yeah i hear a name and i tell a real fun fact about them that i have just made up and i've been right a few times and that's scary it is scary it's like it's kind of like how psychics are right sometimes that's true okay darren deshong darren deshong you cannot get enough of this wing place in town. And it's not Buffalo Wild Wings, but it's something like that. Mm. You love all the different sauces. Yum. Wings. Michelle Isom. Michelle Isom. I think your favorite subject in high school was probably the U.S. history. And then you decided in college you were going to major in history. And then you realized, oh, my God, what a waste of a major. I'm going to switch to something else. But you never got around to switching. So I hope you enjoy your U.S. history degree. Um, your wife was a history major. Uh-huh. You're so rude. What? Honey. I was also an English major. You were so many majors. Two. Anne Walsh. Anne Walsh. And you have a very successful book club. Oh, my God. What? Don't buy Ask if you can join Anne's book club. You're just rubbing it in. I'm just, I'm just being real. Joshua Carter. Joshua Carter. You love the uh, mid-90s Cleveland Indians. Your favorite baseball player of all time is Jim Tomey. Devin Pride. Devin Pride, you cannot wait for the new Mass Effect game to come out. And you're going to play it a little too much. Alessandra Ragusa. Alessandra Ragusa, you have a killer bean recipe that I'd like to get a hold of. Bean? Yeah. My grandmother made these amazing beans. Oh. And... Um, my father supposedly can make them like she does, but it's not quite as good. And I just miss that recipe. It was probably in her head. She probably never wrote it down. I, I don't know. My cousin Carrie claims to have all the recipes. Hmm. Anyway. She got them from her. Yeah. Um, Andrew Steinle. Andrew Steinle. Andrew your favorite movie of all time is Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, that's a great movie. That's Andrew's favorite movie. Josh Smith. Josh Smith, you are Dutch and a descendant of the uh, first pilgrims to come to the United States. Thank you. <laughs> Stephanie Powers. Stephanie Powers? Stephanie Powers? Isn't that a porn star? <laughs> I mean, maybe, but... Google it. Uh, okay, but do you have something for no, her? No, Stephanie Powers is a... Stephanie Powers, is that a Bond girl? I'm trying, like, that, that it name It sounds is... like someone I went to high school with. What if it is? What if it's all, both of those things? I mean, like, all those names, like Stephanie, Megan, Emily, Yeah, but, like, Julie, Stephanie Powers. Lauren, Meredith, Lisa, like... Uh, that was like half my high school class. Yeah. Well, yeah Jessica. I had, lot, I had a lot of Matt's. Yeah. Matt, Josh, Jason, Mike. Scott. No one's named Scott anymore. 
Like no baby is named Scott anymore. Or Kevin. Are, pe- are people still named Kevin? Do people still name their babies Kevin? Uh, I feel like that was such an 80s name. It was an 80s name. We could name our baby Scott. Then people would think we named him after Mosher. Well, is there are there there are worse things. <laughs> Stephanie um, Powers, yeah. you your first job was at Ames. Remember the Ames department stores? I do. Yeah, that's where she worked. Daniela Harker. Daniela Harker, you your first car was a nineteen ninety seven Ford Escort in Forest Green. Hmm. Um, Paul Charles, and we have already done Paul Charles, but he made a second donation with the comment, sorry, Matt, I'm not the Duke of Bridgewater. Try again. Not the Duke of Bridgewater. What a, what a terrible <laughs> guess that was. He, he, he thought you were so wrong that he felt compelled to make another donation. Uh, again, guys, it only costs uh, a, a dollar to get this kind of uh, horrible predicting Star skills. treatment. Paul Charles, all right, so you're not the Duke of Bridgewater. Why would you be? That's not even a thing. <laughs> Paul Charles, you secretly think... That Terminator 2 is a better movie than Terminator. It is a better movie than Terminator. Well, listen, that's not a popular opinion. Well, uh, Kenneth Monroe, who was an OG uh, contributor um, who has made another donation. So thank you, Kenneth. Kenneth Monroe. Ken, you you and I, we go way back. We... Used to spend a lot of time at the Pheasant Lane Mall in Nashua, New Hampshire together. What if that was true? And I don't remember him. I think he's like in his 60s. So? I mean, it's possible. Is he in New Hampshire? No, he's in California. Oh. Um, Stephanie Dubord. See, another Stephanie. Dubord or Dubois? Dubord. D-U-B-O-R-D. Dubord. Dubar. Dubord. Dubard. Stephanie. El DeBarge. El DeBarge. Um, God, I wish I knew how old these people were. Stephanie, judging by your name, you graduated high school in 1998. And your prom dance was Savage Garden. <laughs> I'll be that, that song. I'll be yeah. fantasy. All right. Morgan Thompson. Morgan Thompson. So I feel like Morgan's probably a little younger. Like people our age weren't really named Morgan. Right. Well, I work with Morgan Webb. She's a little older than me. And she. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. There goes my that. theory. Yeah. Right out the window. Um, Morgan, you can't get enough Sour Patch Kids when you go to the movie theater. That's your go-to snack. Sabrina Stern. Sabrina Stern, you hated Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and you're so thankful it's no longer on the air. Jonathan Feldman. Jonathan Feldman, you went to sleepaway camp in New Hampshire. With me? Probably. Benjamin Neal. Ben Neal, Benny, as we call him. Uh, Benjamin Neal... His favorite thing to do on a Saturday is go to Home Depot and really 
just size up the end caps. And he thinks to himself, one of these days, I'm going to buy that saw. But he doesn't pull the trigger. Wait, honey, you just subscribed to you. Well, I don't, listen, I don't size up the end caps. Um, this one was made in this person's name. You okay. can also do that. You can you make can, a donation yeah. in someone's name. Uh, Joyce Murray. Joyce Murray. It's a great gift. If you're looking for a porn gift, <laughs> you can be like, hey, listen to this clip of you on a podcast. <laughs> Sorry, what was the name again? Joyce Murray. Joyce Murray. <laughs> Joyce, you... You, uh... Probably hosted a uh, an Avon party at your home in 1991, and I don't really think anyone sold that much stuff. But you also thought about Tupperware. You were really into multi-level marketing. Did I mean maybe she sells like essential oils now? Joyce, good job on those essential oils. Anne Weinzimmer. Anne Weinzimmer. Am I yeah. saying that correctly? Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. And you you say sometimes that you're ordering tables for the fr- for, for ordering fries for the table, but in reality, much like myself, you're ordering them for you. <gasps> I mean, that's what I do. It's a smart move, Christy Bills. Christy Bills. Yes, like dollar bills. Uh, Ooh, that reminds me, new billions tonight. Oh boy, Christy, your favorite television show of all time is The OC. Oh, great show! That's her favorite. Carly Moore Surd. That's a hyphen. Carly. Carly is her first name. Uh-huh. More. More. Hyphen. Surd. Surd. Carly, you, your first concert that you went to was probably it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. But I think it might have been Neil Diamond's Forever in Blue Jeans Store. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Me either. Um, Leah DeLuca. Leah DeLuca. Um, Leah, your idea of a fun Saturday is TGI Fridays with the gals. That does sound fun. And a couple of mocktails for you because you're usually the designated driver. And our last one uh-huh. is Robbie Hare. Robbie Hare? Robbie. You never learned to roller skate, and it's your biggest regret. Hmm. Well. Hang in there, Robbie. Okay. There's still time. Yeah, there is still time. <sighs> Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bo? Thanks, buddy. Thanks for being calm. Thanks for being quiet during this podcast. No squeaky toys today. Um, Yeah, that's really all we got. So tune in next week for episode 20, Deuce. One of my favorite numbers. What a time.
Um, and we should have the PGS results. Oh, tune in next week to hear more results. More results. <laughs> oh boy. There we go. Oh boy. What's gonna happen? Oh boy.